All right, episode 32 of the TJ Martino Podcast. Thanks for being here. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy 2021. We've made it another rotation, a revolution actually around the sun. So congratulations, we made it. Um, Yeah, this is going to be a a fun episode today. I'm doing a couple of lists. I usually like to do these at the end of the year. It's list season. This is the time where you get all your lists in. Um, And I got two lists today. One of them uh, I've never done before, so that'll be fun. But first, I just wanted to talk about New Year's and uh, the holidays. You know, had a great holiday. Got everything I ever wanted. And uh, yeah, it was really good. Got to go out to Wisconsin, see my sister. Uh, Check out episode eight if you want some context on that. Um, But that was neat. And then came back, had New Year's here in Ohio. And yesterday, we got the big win for the Buckeyes. You know, I'm repping them. My Buckeyes uh, defeated Clemson yesterday in amazing fashion. I was not expecting the Buckeyes to do what they did. They looked great. And, uh, yeah, the defense, man. Holy cow, getting big turnovers on a really good team from Clemson. First win ever. And they're going to the national championship. So what do I think about that real quick before I get into these lists? Um, Honestly, I, I, I like it. I like this matchup with Bama. I actually think the Buckeyes got a chance to win this. Um, I actually picked the Buckeyes to win 34-30 against Clemson, so uh, I knew it was going to be a high-scoring game, and it was. Um, and I think this Bama game won't be any different. Uh, you know, these teams love to get at it in the air. Uh, just hope Justin Fields can heal up. I mean, that was a gutsy game from him uh, in that uh, Sugar Bowl. He looked great, uh, even though he was injured, man. I, I, I thought they should have pulled him towards the end of the half, and they didn't. Um, so hopefully he can heal up and be, be effective for them, uh, against Bama. Cause they're going to need all the help they can get. Alabama is a great football team. They are every year. So rooting for my buck guys, pulling strong and shout out to me on Twitter. Got a big, uh, big viral tweet there. Got like a hundred likes or whatever on a tweet. So I'm pretty, pretty hyped about that clout. So it's been a good 2021 for me so far. So as we move on, let's look back on 2020. It's been a crazy year. Uh, like I said, I've loved, I've actually liked this year a lot last year technically now. Um, I thought it was a really neat year just because you got to learn a lot about this world, a lot about people, a lot about how people handle trauma and crisis. So I thought that's been fascinating to see. And it's definitely not going to be a year I forget. But as for music, it's been actually a pretty good year for music, uh, 2020. I was actually surprised how many good projects there were that made it out this year. Um, Because, you know, most of the time, uh, 2019 for me, I, I didn't love. I thought there was a lot of albums that flopped a lot of albums that were underwhelming Um, but 2020 I thought there was just a lot of subject matter out there in the world for people to to pick up on and make music and uh, you know and a lot of time people had a lot of time they weren't touring they weren't you know doing a lot of shows so it's just on the grind I can imagine for the producers and songwriters and musicians out there so um, the first list I want to do is the top 10 albums of 2020. Uh, This was actually a really hard list to make because there was some pretty, pretty good albums this year, especially uh, during the spring and quarantine. Uh, You know, you got to really sit down and and, and had a lot of time in my hands. So I would just throw on music and play games or hang out or whatever. So I got to listen to a lot of stuff this year, uh, which was interesting. Uh, So let's go through these. Uh, I want to go through some honorable mentions before I get into the top 10. It's usually what I like to do. Uh, the first one is Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen, 
Kid Cudi's third Man on the Moon album. Definitely the weakest of the three, but uh, there is some good tr- good good jams on there, and definitely some some vintage Kid Cudi sounding uh, songs on there. So I was a fan of that one. Uh, next, the hustle continues with Juicy J. This was an album, as you know, I love Juicy J. He's one of my favorite rappers of all time. So I'm going to listen to everything he comes out with, mixtapes, albums. And this was actually a pretty strong trap album uh, coming out towards the end of this year. I, I kind of wished, again, it would have come out a little earlier. But uh, I did enjoy the album. I thought it was good. Um, there's some good tracks on there, some catchy hooks. And, you know, you get that Juicy J flow. He can just he kills it on every beat. And he's actually become a really good producer lately. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, their director's cut with Currency and Harry Fraud, uh, a really good sequel album. This year that nobody was really expecting had some good tracks on there. The Trippy Red one was one I really liked. And uh, The Crow's Nest has one of the dirtiest beats of the year. So I definitely suggest checking that one out. And we'll be talking about them later. Uh, and then uh, From a King to a God by Conway the Machine, another one I really liked. Griselda. This was a big year for them. As you know, I've been on the Griselda hype train for a while if you've been listening to me. So I got nothing else to say outside of these guys are, are, are one of the futures of hip-hop music. Um, they are. They're really on the scene now. They did a lot of good features. And, and this album from Kanye, Conway, Kanye, Conway was really strong. I, I thought it was a nice uh, burst onto the mainstream scene for Conway. Um, yeah, so now let's get into the top 10 here. Uh, the top 10 albums of 2020. Let's get into it. Number 10, Burden of Proof by Benny the Butcher. As you know, speaking of Griselda, I just talked about Conway. Uh, but this album, uh, this was Benny's big first, uh, studio, you know, big budget album. You know, you had hit boy doing a lot of beats on here, had some big name features and, and I liked this album. I thought it was good. And, and Benny, like for me, I've always loved Benny. He's one of my favorite rappers of the late 2010s. Um, Tana talk three is still my favorite project of his That is grimy and gritty as it gets when it comes to street hip hop. Uh, you know, but this, this was a little bit more polished and clean. And I didn't think Benny really fit on some of these beats, but, uh, like I said, I I think overall there is some really quality hip hop on this. So, um, yeah, it made the top 10 for me. As I said, I love Benny. He needs to continue making music. He had a monster year with features. Um, so good for him. He's finally bursting on the scene. Like I knew he would. Number nine, scary hours by the weekend uh this one came out in, i think march or april right right at the beginning of quarantine and i mean this is vintage weekend weekend really went back to his uh his roots here had a lot of slow r&b jams but also had this really m- nice blend of 80s uh synth pop in there as well and obviously blinding lights was a huge hit but honestly uh my favorite song on there is uh, save your tears that that is a really great song uh, i was a big fan of that one so yeah, uh, shout out to The weekend man. He's killing it right now. And no Grammy nom for him. What's up with that, man? That, that's a ripoff. I think this album should have been nominated. I mean, he has the clout. He has the the notoriety. He sold enough records. And that's really what the Grammys care about. So, like, come on. Throw the guy a bone, will you? Um, <laughs> next, number eight, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Uh I was very surprised by this. This was a posthumous album. A lot of posthumous albums have come out over the past couple of years. We'll be talking about some. And this is the first one. Uh, yeah, I uh, I liked Meet the Woo by Pop Smoke. I listened to it actually back in like January. Um, 
And I was like, at first I was like, what the hell is this? Cause my, a lot of kids in my fraternity were playing this, you know, pop smoke at uh, our parties, you know, in like January and February when I was back in school. And I was like, what is this music? I, was, I didn't get it, you know? And then kind of like in February and into March, uh, around the time he passed, I actually think I listened to him before he passed, but it wasn't long before. Um, but he obviously didn't really hit the scene until he had passed away. And, uh, you know, Meet the Woo 2 was an album I liked, but but this one was uh, the posthumous album that came out this past summer. A lot of people were very excited for it because there was a lot of unreleased music, and um, I thought it was good. I mean, the deluxe version, I think, is very bloated, but the original album, I thought, was good, and there is some good songs on there. I really like uh, the... the um, I like the song Yeah, Yeah, if I can remember. Let me pull up the album because um, there is some ones on here that I liked. Um, I liked Yeah, Yeah, I liked uh, Creature with Sway Lee. 44 Bulldog is a nasty banger. So a lot of good tracks on here. I was pretty surprised by how much I liked this. Um, and obviously Dior and Tunnel Vision was another one. A lot of those UK drill beats, he just absolutely killed. And, um, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, Pop Smoke. I love his sound. I love his grit. Yeah, he's not the best rapper in the world, but I love his sound and his voice and he just the way he would ride on those drill beats. He did it better than really a lot of, American rappers that have tried to, to capture that sound. I think he was one of the ones that, that captured it the fastest. And I think he had a lot of potential. So, you know, it's a shame that he, uh, he passed the way he did and rest in peace, pop smoke. He's a legend. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a good album. I think, I think it's a good album. There is definitely a lot of filler. There's a lot of songs with unnecessary features for sure. You can make that argument, but, um, yeah, I, I like the, I like the album. I, I, I've been bumping a lot of music off it and that's really for me, how I make these lists is replayability. So yeah, Definitely, uh, definitely bumped that one a lot during the uh, late summer. Number seven, Pray for Paris by Westside Gun. Uh, yeah, like I said, Griselda has been on fire, and this album was really good. It snuck up on me and had some really, really, really pretty production on here, man. I was, I was really impressed with what Westside Gun, I mean, from the album cover by Virgil Abloh, which has really got that kind of, you know, renaissance painting. I love those kind of album covers when people do that, where they have those kind of old fat, old, you know, classical renaissance paintings, you know, uh, as their album art. I think that's always a really cool touch. Um, but that's just the first thing I liked about this album. There's so much here from No Vacancy, that grimy beat to George Bondo with Conway and Benny. Just really, really, really good stuff. Um, and then obviously 327 with the Joey Badass and uh, Tyler, the creator. I like that one a lot. That's got a really calming beat to it. A lot of really soft, pretty production on here. Uh, and then obviously uh, $500 ounces with Freddie Gibbs and Rock Marciano. is just a, you know, really dope sample production on there from Alchemist. Uh, you know, everything you really want in a, in a you know, grimy cocaine rap song so i'm all about that as you know but then versace i think that may be my favorite song on the album that beat is amazing by jay versace really dope production uh yeah and a lot of different producers on here a lot of different sounds but it all kind of comes together uh to make one of the strongest rap albums of the year in my opinion i, I was really impressed with this album and i'm not the biggest west side gun fan especially when he tries to sing and do some of that stuff but uh i love his character i love his personality uh, so for me, I, I had to, I had to include that one. Uh, number six is the slow rush by Tame Impala. Um, I love Tame Impala. I'm a big fan 
um, I've been listening to Tame Impala since I think sophomore year of college. It was really when I got into them. Uh, you know, really got into Currents. I think it's one of the best albums of the 2010s, in my opinion. So uh, I was very excited for this next album as Tame Impala kind of entered the mainstream over the past couple of years. Um, and this album didn't disappoint. There's a lot of really good stuff on here. Uh, and not everything works for me. And that's why it's not higher up on my list. But I think that the tracks that I like on here, they work so well. And um, one of them being Posthumous Forgiveness, which may be my favorite song on this album. I love the way the beat switches up and it becomes kind of this very slow, reminiscent song. Very, very good vibes. This came out actually on uh, Valentine's Day. He went up against Justin Bieber. I think he beat Justin Bieber in, in album sales. If not, probably not. But uh, it seemed like it because this definitely got better reviews than Justin Bieber's album. And I like this album a lot more than Justin Bieber's album from Valentine's Day. So I'll give it that. Um, <laughs> Breathe Deeper. It should have sold more. But Breathe Deeper, another good one. Uh, on Track, Lost in Yesterday, super catchy. Um, I actually like Is It True, too. That's another one I really liked. Uh, that's catchy. Might be time. Yeah, really good mix of radio hits and deep cuts on this one. I don't like it as much as Currents. I think Currents is so much stronger. Uh, from a pro- I think it's way more sophisticated from a production standpoint. And I think some of the songs are better written. But I do think this is a good album, like I said. It's on my top ten, so I think it's a really good album. Uh, and that's why I slid in at number six. I-, I wanted to get it higher, but it just, you know, there was a- just some songs on here drag a little bit. I think it overstates its welcome in some some areas, but like I said, I'm being nitpicky. I think this is a really good album, and anybody that likes Tame Impala likes this album a lot. Um, number five on my list is Thief in the Night by Evie. Shout out to Evan. Uh, he was on episode 13 of the podcast. If you want to check that out, we did an interview promoting uh, this album. And, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of bias, sure, but... Uh, I really liked this album and what Evan was able to do with this. Uh, I mean, he showed a lot of range on here from production to, um, you know, mixing a lot of hip hop and pop and uh, even like guitar ballads and piano ballads uh, are really, really well done. I was, I was really surprised. And I'm not just saying this because Evan's one of my friends. I'm saying this because I think it's true. And I've always been honest with Evan about his music because I want him to be great. And I do think this album is really solid and, um, you know, my favorite songs, Matador, super fun, fast forward, keep floating. I love, I love that when he showed me that still love it. Um, best of us is a really, really, really good piano, uh, song ballad. I was very surprised. I listened to it when he showed me that first time. I'm like, yo, this is really good. Um, bing bong, I think is really good. It has really good elements to it. I, I think it could have been cleaned up a little bit more. And I told him that when he, when he made it, but you know, it was an older song, so I think he lost some of the files for it. But oh well, um, <clears throat> I still like it. Um, All right, Rye is really good. That's a really sweet song. Um, yeah, and then obviously Late Night Drive. That was another one. And Sobriety. So shout out to you, Evan. Evie, Thief in the Night. Check it out if you haven't. Came out in January, and check out episode thirteen of the podcast if you want more information on that album. Um, yeah, go stream it. It's everywhere. Uh, Yeah, and number four on my list is an album that came out in April, and I absolutely loved it. I think it got one. I think it almost got most of the plays for me uh, this year. Uh, I bumped this album like crazy. 
Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist. Uh, yeah, what do you say about this album that hasn't been said already? It's Grammy nominated. I think it's going to win. I think it should win best hip hop album. This is the best rap album of the year, in my opinion. Well, actually, no, it's not. There is one rap album I like better than this, but uh, it's one of the best rap albums of the year. Uh, I can say that. Uh, I, I absolutely love this album. Um, from start to finish, it's very compact. I love these kind of rap albums that are very compact. They're very short and they're just the best because you get so many albums nowadays that are so bloated and so filled with tracks and you know, you're, you're streaming through trying to find the ones you like and you don't even end up listening to the whole thing. But with this album, you can listen to it from start to finish in 35 minutes and not waste a single minute. I mean, Freddie and, and Alchemist don't, me- they don't mess around on this album. <laughs> they don't mess around. Um, they, I mean, man, really good stuff here. Uh, and like I said, Freddie made the album of the year for me last year, Bandana with Mad Lib. Uh, it's an incredible, incredible album uh, to this day. And, and this one, I think, rivals it. I like Bandana a little bit more than this album, personally. I think a lot of the production on there is a little bit more ambitious than this. And, and, and it's a little bit denser of a project. But man, I, I really loved Alfredo a lot. And, and I think it's going to win the Grammy for sure. It should. I was... I was lobbying for Freddie to get nominated for a Grammy for, for bandana. So I'm glad he's finally getting that mainstream recognition he deserves. I've been, you know, I've been on the Freddie Gibbs hype train since like 2017. So, uh, I'm ready for for Freddie. <laughs> um, but as for Alfredo, man, I mean, what, what, what can you say? The production on here is top notch from Alchemist. Alchemist is one of the best producers working today, period. Um, everything from the guitar on 1985, that's just so loud and, 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 you know, uh, so filled with personality. And then you got God is Perfect, which is just a nasty banger. Nasty, nasty, nasty production on there. And then you get into Scotty Beam with Rick Ross with that pretty, pretty piano production. Wow, just really great contrast throughout this thing. And then you get Frank Lucas with Benny. That's just, ugh, just nasty as hell. And then you get into Something to Rap About, which is probably my favorite song on this whole album. And it is incredible. That guitar sample is is fantastic. I love the, the, the you know, luxurious on-the-water feel you get from this song. You know, the, it just definitely has that land-on-the-beach kind of sound. And I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, and, and Tyler's verse on here is fantastic as well. Great features. Um, I love Baby Shit and Babies and Fools. Those are two great ones. And Skinny Shug is another one that I thought uh, was good. I mean, this whole album is pretty solid and has very little filler. And I think it's going to be album of the rap album of the year for for uh, the Grammys. And if it's not, then, you know, it's just more of a reason why the Grammys is a complete joke. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they can redeem themselves this year and actually pick a worthy album. And that is Alfredo. I think it deserves to win. It's, it's, it's great. It's one of the best rap albums of the year from a rapper and producer that are just at the top of their game, especially Freddie. Uh, Freddie has been absolutely on fire these past three years, three or four years. I mean, from Freddie to uh, Fetty to Bandana to this, I mean, the, the moon is the limit with this guy. And now he's getting a lot of mainstream attention, you know, from his Instagram and uh, all of that. So, you know, it's about time. Much, much, much due for the for Freddie Gibbs and and the Alchemist. Like I said, he's one of the best. He's one of my favorite producers. The dude just understands how to make really, really pretty, 
but also at times grimy beats. And he does kind of get out of his comfort zone a little bit on this album and try some new things, which I'm all about. So big fan of that one. Big fan of that one. Next thing, next thing we got here is at number three, Year Zero from Chami. Uh, Chami, if you don't know, is a French house producer, DJ. Uh, I am a huge fan of Chami. I've loved Chami for about three or four years now. I've seen him three times in concert. So, um, yeah, huge fan of Chami. Uh, I, I, and I was very excited to see this album because this is Chami's debut album. He's been around, you know, uh, the, the electronic house scene for a while. Um, but he kind of, you know, has been dropping a lot of singles and has you know, found a confession uh, music label that has done really well in the house scene, the French house scene, um, and helped kind of push that into the, into the mainstream for EDM. And uh, now we have Chami with Year Zero, his debut album that I think was supposed to come out in the summer, but obviously was postponed due to the pandemic and ended up coming out at the end of October. And that's really my only complaint with this uh, one of actually there's a few filler songs on here. But outside of that, that, that was my biggest complaint was that the, I wish this album was released in the summer, even though like, yeah, I get it because I think he was holding out making, you know, hoping that maybe they could have concerts this year, which has really hurt this this genre of music a lot this year. Um, which I'll get into, but um, yeah, Chami uh, with Year Zero. I, I thought this album was so good uh, from a production standpoint. It's so clean, so glossy, um, so pretty uh, <laughs> in the production. Uh, just uh, the different sound design on here is fantastic, um, from the drops to the you know to the melodies um, to the some of the features are really good on here. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with this thing, man. Really impressed with with how con- concise it is, how cohesive it is, and how much it has evokes a lot of Chami's previous work, but at the same time pushes the envelope with new sounds and new and flair to it, um, and new layers to a lot of the production on here. Heartless, the opener, I absolutely love. Sounds like almost like a video game in its production. So simple. Uh, Proud, which was a single that came out. I, I'm a big fan of. I, I uh, when it came out, it came out uh, when I saw Chami in February, right before the pandemic hit, um, which I'll get into later. But um, also, Toxic Love, big fan of that one with Suburban Plaza on the vocals. Really, really, really good stuff. I love the melody t- to that and the and the verses and the hooks catchy. And, and the drop, ha- I wish had a little bit more uh, melody to it. It's just straight bass, which I'm fine with. Uh, because this album has a lot of melodic drops. So I was fine with just like a, a hard, heavy bass hit um, in Toxic Love. Uh, Buenos Aires, another single I loved. Praise is a song with Gunna I absolutely did not like. It's one of the few songs I did not like on this album. Um, I like the melody and the beat, but Gunna's vocals do absolutely nothing for me on this thing. Um, but then you get into Shine On, which I think is one of my favorite songs on the album. I mean, just gorgeous production. I remember hearing it for the first time. I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous how good this is. And it kind of changes up the tempo. It goes about 110 BPMs and just slams you over the head with this really pretty production. Because usually when you hear that, uh, you know, songs at that BPM, you usually hear harder production, you know, more trap-based, um, harder bass. But with this, he went prettier, and it works so well. Um, all on me, which we'll get into later. I absolutely love that track. Um, the light, I mean, sweet savage, Monsignor rebirth, which is, I think my favorite song on the album. I absolutely love this with Stacy Barth. I mean, when these two get together, it's, it's magic. Uh, um, 
Chami and Stacey Barth got a special, special chemistry. Uh, and then Born Again, banger as well. Um, and the Ain't That Kind of Friend is a, is a low-key good one on there. So, yeah, really solid album, man. Really solid electronic house album. Future House, if you like that, if you like Pop House, any of that, you'll like a lot on this album. It has a lot. It even has, a, it even has those touches of uh, hard French house and bass house on here as well. So a lot for everybody. And it's also not too hard, but not too, you know, poppy. It's kind of got a nice blend of the two while also having this very elegant production to it. So Year Zero, it, it, it really blew me away and, and is solidifying why Chami is one of the best and un, most underrated, I believe, artists working today and producers working today. Really great stuff. Number two, we are down to the top two. Number two on my list is The Outrunners by Currency and Harry Fraud. Yep, I was blown away by how good this album was. I was absolutely blown away. I I couldn't believe it cuz I love Currency. I'm a I've always had a soft spot for Currency. I love his, his the sound of his voice, his flow, his his slick bars. And yeah, he's not the best rapper in the world. I get it. I get it. I, it was a lot of complaints. He he does but he's so consistent. He's always dropping projects. Always coming out with new work. And you know, uh he's always working with new artists older artists and this album from start to finish has some of the best beats of the year i mean (laughs) harry fraud comes through with some absolutely incredible production throughout this entire project from from start to finish i mean from the opening track offloading which has an awesome vocal sample and just hard-hitting bass and and currency goes in it just makes currency's job so easy as when you get beats like this it's hard to screw it up it really is And, and currency kills it cutlass cathedrals oh my goodness man that beat is incredible i was listening to this like yo this is off the hook and nobody's talking about this album that's the thing nobody is talking about this album at all if you look at any like album of the year lists you don't see this album anywhere and and i can't believe it because it it is such a strong album from start to finish and 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 from the hooks are catchy the the production is top notch it's so crisp um, 90 IROC Z with Wiz. I mean, you get great vocals from Wiz. You get a great singing from Wiz. I was so surprised. I was like, this hook is great. The piano production on this song is so good. Man, it's good. And then you get Golden Chrome, which is one of the best quarantine songs of the year, period, man. The subject matter, how he's talking about, how Currency talks about, you know, his son and how he wants him to, you know, hopefully grow up in a world that's not like the world we're living in right now in 2020. So it was a great encapsulation of the summer when there was a lot of confusion and uncertainty with the future of this country. And there still is. Um, but it, it was really well captured by currency. I think um, on that track in the production, like I said, the, the vocal sampling, the, 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 the horn production is just so beautiful. It's really well done. And, and I love the, the whole, you know, it's kind of building off the Marina from 2018 when these two collaborated and made that, project and i i really loved that album so seeing them come back with this this is even better i think uh and then you get mugello red with rick ross that really hard-hitting tropical not tropical like almost you know sounds kind of like a a marina you know that kind of you hear the water and and that very watery kind of production it's kind of hard to explain but you gotta listen to it i mean rick ross kills it i mean he it's perfect rick ross beat too um, then you even get Kanye Way, The Machine on here in Riviera Beach, like that one. But Seven Seas has probably one of the nastiest beats on this whole project. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then I also love uh, In the Coop with Jim Jones and Pounds of Paper. I mean, this whole album 
and another one that's not that long. It's only, you know, I think it's only 25, 30 minutes long. So, I mean, just take that time and listen to an album that's just so well done and so concise. Uh, and then even check out the director's cut, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, there's some really good tracks on there. Like I said, Crow's Nest, um, you know, Quicksand, 180 Days. So, yeah, there's some good ones on there too. But the, the Outrunners, I would listen to that one first, or even the Marina. But the Outrunners, I think, would be the one to listen to first. I, I think this album is fantastic, and nobody's talking about it. It's one of my favorites of the year. It, I, it is my favorite rap album of the year. I bumped this album so hard. It came out, and I think, I think it was August or September, July or August. I think I think it was like July or August when this came out. And I was bumping this heavy into September, and then I was still bumping this album when the director's cut came out. I'm like, wow, a whole full album worth of B sides. I'm down. <laughs> So yeah, really good stuff. Really good stuff. I loved it. And uh, let's go on to my number one. My number one album of 2020 was an album that I was not expecting to like at all. Um, And that is Mac Miller's Circles. This is my number one album. I could not believe how much I love this album. I could not believe it. And I talked about this in uh, one of my episodes last year uh, around this time when it came out. I think it may have been my top 10 of 2019. I don't know. Go check that one out. Episode 14. But uh, I talked about Mac Miller's album and I was saying pretty much what I'm going to say now. It's the same thing I feel. This album, I was not expecting to like it because Swimming from 2018, I did not like. Divine Feminine, I did not like. So I'm like, okay, I'm not really a big fan of the direction Mac Miller's going in. And then he obviously, unfortunately, passes away. And I do like songs on both those albums. Swimming, especially. I actually do like a few songs off there. But I thought it was kind of a boring and weak and flavorless album for the most part. Um, But man, this album, I I listened to this and I was like, you know, this is going to be a lot of the same generic stuff. It's a posthumous album. I've not been a fan of a lot of the posthumous albums uh, that had come out before this one. And I was like, this has a recipe for a disaster. And I listened to this thing and I could not believe how good this album was. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is unbelievable. Max singing on here? Holy cow, man. I mean, it works so well. And yes, he's not a great singer, but he works so well over this production that it it fits perfectly. And that's the thing. You don't necessarily have to be a great singer. It's really how you sing is and, and what you sing over is what makes it sound good. You can be a bad singer and still make good music. It's really how you use your vocals and how and, and what production you're using. And and Mac, I guess, understood that for this project. And man, I was so blown away with how good this album was. I really was. It, it was so good from top to bottom, man. Uh, you know, um, the like I said, the production on here is so pretty and it, and it's so simple. It allowed Mac's voice to just kind of carry these songs, you know. And it didn't seem over-reliant on the production is what I'm saying. And I loved songs, complicated, super dope, has that kind of, I think someone said it compared to like a jazz singer kind of sound, you know, a blues club singer kind of sound in his voice. I totally see that. Um, I love that track. Blue World, which has an awesome sample production. I mean, one of the hardest, heaviest beats on the album really works. Uh, And then Good News, man. A lot of people love this one. It's a single really really works for today uh i think this one held up the most over quarantine out of all these songs super super emotional definitely a really you know crazy track to look back on now knowing mac and and the way things ended up with him unfortunately um yeah it's 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 a powerful track and and one of the best on here but i can see 
that song is fantastic, man. The production on there is so pretty. And Mac's vocals and singing are, are really work well. And I was I was really a fan of this one, man. It, and I love like the twinkling production throughout this one, man. So good. Everybody, another one I really liked, but Woods. I absolutely loved Woods. This one grew on me heavy, heavy. I love the beat. I love Mac's verses on here. The, the hook is catchy as hell. This is a great single, great single. Then you get Hammy Downs, which has a really good feature, uh, and that's the thing. This I, I was hope I was expecting this album to be flooded with unnecessary features, and it's really only this is the only feature I think on the album, which perfect because um, <laughs> this is really this is Max's last album. We want to hear Mac. We don't want to hear a bunch of other people coming in and filling up space. That's what I didn't like about a lot of these posthumous albums is they fill a lot of the songs that are incomplete with features that don't work, and this album just understood. Let Mac Miller, we have Mac Miller pretty much recorded this entire album already. Let's just clean it up with the production, fill in some of the blanks, and not make it too bloated. And it worked. And with this song, Hand Me Downs, fantastic, man. The production, the hook is super catchy. And Mac has one of the best rap verses on the album and one of the best rap verses he's done probably since Faces, in my opinion. So really, really good stuff from Mac on that. And then I like That's On Me, super catchy hook. Um Surf is a weak track, and even some of these deluxe tracks uh, I wasn't a huge fan of. I kind of like the regular album, not the deluxe, but, you know, I'm all for it. I just, I kind of hope this is Mac's final album, honestly. I don't want them to release anything else. This is great, and, and it's just a shame because I wish Mac could have expanded upon this sound, you know, in the future, uh, but what we have now, it works, and this album is fantastic. It's my album of the year. I absolutely loved it. I played it a lot in January and in February, right? You know, the best time of the year because after that, everything went downhill. So those two months, I was bumping this album so heavy that it had an impact on me throughout the whole year. And I was listening to this thing heavy and it, and it hit me and resonated in a different way during and after the pandemic, you know, as I've listened to it, I'm like, man, life has changed so much, but this album has still been there the whole time, you know? So, um, like I said, circles, really good stuff, really good stuff from Mac. All right, so now we're going to go into my other list. And this one will be a quicker list. This is my top 20 house songs of 2020. I love house music, as you guys know. I love electronic music, uh, but especially I love a lot of French house, bass house, pop house, progressive house, <laughs> uh, you know, electro house, all of it. So tech house. So for anybody that knows any, what any of that means, if not house music, you know, 125 BPMs, you know, jumping around. And that's the thing I miss. I miss concerts and all that stuff. So that's guy. This has been a kind of this has been kind of a weird year for house music because this music really thrives when you hear songs in a concert and you're like, damn, what is that song? And you go back and look it up, and then you start listening to it when you're working out, when you're running. If you want to learn how to run, listen to this kind of music. That's all I have to say. And uh, here's a little intro for you. If you never listened to house music before, here's a little intro. Here's 20 songs from 2020 you can listen to. Actually, it's more like 26 because I have some honorable mentions. And let's get into them. First honorable mention is Calibrator by Bellacore and Squad. This is actually from 2019. This would be my number one from 2019. I kept it in here because I listened to this song a lot in 2020. Um, especially, uh, I heard it a few times in Mexico when I went there for spring break. And that was like the last concerts I'd been to. So this song had a lasting impact. And yeah, it came out in 2019. That's why it's not officially on my list. But it would have been my number one this year. I absolutely love this song. If, this is, if there's a song you want to choose, this is the one to choose. Then I also have Alive at, uh, by Pax and Gorgon City. 2AM by MK and Carla Monroe. Made in France 
Blue Claire Remix. Super dope. Check it out on SoundCloud. That's a SoundCloud one. I don't think that's on any of the other streaming services. So if you have SoundCloud, check that one out. It's a dope remix. Stand Up by AC Slater. Love that one. Uh, oh Yes, Retrovision Remix by Laidback Luke and Keanu Silva. House Re- Oh, wait, I'm sorry. And that's it. That's my, uh, that's my uh, honorable mentions. Now let's get into the top 20. Uh, I'll, I'll probably just list a few of these, and then as I get deeper into the list, I'll start to do some explanations. We'll go, we'll go as we see it. Number 20, House Arrest by Sophie Tucker and Gorgon City. Really catchy vocals on here, and I love the, the heavy bass drop on here. It really works well. Uh, really good one. Then Bring Oh Boy at number 19. Bring Oh Boy by the Cat Dealers and Swanky Tunes. Really heavy bass on this drop. I was a big fan of this one. I think I heard Cascade do this, use this song uh, at EDC uh, Vegas live stream. So check that one out. Uh, I Remember at number 18 by Chris Lake. I Remember is the name of the song. Super good um, vocals on here. I love the, you know, the, the funky production on this and the heavy bass that you get to at times really dope, really dope track from Chris Lake. Uh, I've been a big fan of his for a while and this was a good, a good one. Uh, I'm gone by Joyride, uh, which came off his album from this year, which almost made my top 10 list. It was very close, very close to being an honorable mention too. Uh, and number 16 escape plan by cave studio. These, this is a duo that I found uh, they're kind of under the radar Really dope duo. They made a lot of good tracks this year, but Escape Plan was probably my favorite of theirs. Then at 15, we have Don't Scott by Comey. K-O-H-M-I. Excuse my pronunciation. I'm not going to get all these right, but I'll, I'll tag a bunch of these people. Don't Stop. Really dope track. Uh, this is from Confession. Uh, so uh, this was a, a song that I found on one of those compilation projects from Confession. And I was like, yo, this beat is off the hook. The drop is super tight. Um, definitely really funky and weird. Uh, but that's kind of what I like in my house. I like a lot of crazy, wacky production. Um, then Lawrence Fishborn uh, by Jesus, J-Z-U-S, uh, number 14. Really, really, really cool, funky, jazzy production. Uh, really dope house song. I had a lot of fun with this one when it came out, I think, earlier in the year. I think I may have DJed with this one, if I can remember. Then number 13, we have More Life by Torn Foot. Really, really, really cool. I love that. And then goes into the heavy bass. Really, really big fan of that. Um, I like this track a lot. I think it came out a couple weeks ago, months ago. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, check it out. Torn Foot, one to, one to look out for. Uh, then at number 12, Bounce by Eisenberg, Foundry, and Supervision. I really like Eisenberg. If you ever, if you want to look for another low-key house artist, that'd be Eisenberg. This one, man, the bass on this. This is bass house out the wazoo, man. I, the, the, the slap that this song has. You could run for six miles straight with this song on <laughs> at like 90 miles an hour. I'll tell you what. Um, number 11, we have Tornado by Vocorder and Sam Supplier. This was uh, released on the Catch and Release label from Fisher. Uh, that's where I found this. But I actually heard this song played at Lollapalooza in 2019 before it was released, obviously, later this year. Um uh, but I heard the song and I was like, this is off the hook. What is this song? And tried to Shazam it. Didn't come up. Um, yeah. Tr- you want to you hear about skill? Try Shazamming a song with thousands of people around you. <laughs> um, now we're in the top 10. Wow, that was pretty quick. <laughs> um, I flew through those pretty quick. Let's get into the top 10. Number 10, Danger by Shipwreck. Shipwreck has been a duo that I saw. They came in 
they played at Columbus uh, at Midway when I was, I think, a junior in college, if I remember. Uh, and I am a big fan of these guys. These guys are making some of the most energetic, you know, uh, fun house music of the past couple of years. I mean, I'm but a big fan of Shipwreck uh, and their project that came out uh, this year uh, was really good. I, I suggest checking it out. Um, but Danger is my favorite track on there. The bass on this is heavy as hell. I love the the, the vocals, the 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 hook, I guess you would call it, uh, is really catchy. Yeah, dope, dope house track. Super heavy on the bass too. I, I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, so yeah, Danger Shipwreck is killing it right now. Number nine, No Time but Good Times Ahead, GTA and Will K. Uh, yeah, GTA has been around for a while. Um, they've been or Good Times Ahead, I guess now what they're called because yeah, GTA is like Grand Theft Auto and whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Good Times Ahead, Will K. Will K is actually a house producer that's been kind of on the come up. Um, he made a song called Peanut Butter last year that I thought was really fun. So. I'm glad to see him finally getting some work with some uh, some big names like GTA. So that's dope. Uh, and I love this track. Uh, the production on here, the way the vocals are, are overlaid with the bass, it works so well. Works so well. Um, number eight, Raindrops by Zookeeper and Carla Monroe. Really good uh, mixture of pop and ha- you know bass house music. Really, really good stuff. Zookeeper has been killing it over the past year, making some really fun pop house uh, mixed with bass house. I mean, really good stuff from Zookeeper. Um, he's been killing it in the remix game as well. So, uh, yeah, Raindrops was definitely my favorite release from him this year. Really heavy bass. But at the same time, has some good catchy vocals. So I think this is, this is kind of could fit as like a, a good hybrid but for people that like more pop music, uh, but also like, you know, the heavy bass house music that I like. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely a good spot there. Number eight, number seven is "Freaks" by Fisher. Uh, yeah, you knew Fisher was going to have to be on this list. I love Fisher. Uh, I've seen Fisher two or three times now. If I can, remember. yeah, three times now. Um, once at Lollapalooza, I saw him in Vegas, and I saw him in Columbus. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen Fisher around, <laughs> and he's a lot of fun. He has a lot of energy, and Freaks is a really heavy. Uh, house banger and just straight house uh you know and that's what you're gonna get with fisher he's just about as textbook house as you can get and you know he does it really well and, and he always has very clean bass that hits hard and it's fun and um you know i love the shoes come off and the freaks come out yeah really good stuff really good stuff fun fun house number six we have coming home by a track and Farrakh dawn i mean really one of the coolest samples of the year. I mean, this is a sample that actually Harry Fraud used on the Marina as uh, I talked about um, that album a little bit earlier when talking about the albums, but um, yeah, this, um, this, you know, this sample we've heard before, but using it in a house setting worked so well. And uh, I love that. Yeah. Really dope melody. Really fun. I was bumming this heavy in like the summertime Great summertime house song. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a really, really big fan of this one. And I love when, you know, house producers could take these kind of jazzy, funky songs that came from time to four and make them into something new. You know, so uh, A-Track has 
you know, a legend of the game. It's been around for a long time. And to make a fun house song like this, really, really good stuff. Number five on my list was a, a song that I absolutely had no idea would be this high on my list, but it is because of how much I played it. And that'd be You'll Be There by Drinks On Me. Drinks On Me is, uh, he's a, a producer that I've, and a DJ that I've been really uh, riding the bandwagon of this year, for sure. He makes a lot of really low-key, but also bouncy house music. Um, and it's it's kind of, it's not too heavy. So that's what I kind of like about it. It, it, it. You know, you can get away with playing it with people and not, and they won't be like, wow, why is this so loud? You know, it's, it's very calming, but also groovy um, production on here. So you'll be there. And Drinks on Me has had a lot of really good songs this year. He's really kind of come on the scene, in my opinion. He has a really good song with Blue Claire out as well. I would recommend that. That one should have put up, been on this list probably. Um, but you'll be there by Drinks on Me. Super great vocals. And that that drop is is my favorite of the year from 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 Drinks on Me. So keep it up, man. You're killing it. Number four, Don't Start Now, Kung's Remix by Dua Lipa. So a pop song that was remixed uh, into a more of a house um, piano house production. And then, like I said, I love piano house as well. That's another one to add to the list. And, and this is one that I absolutely love. And Kung's for me, uh, they kind of had a really popular remix come out a couple of years ago that dun, 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 so, uh, I forget what that song's called, but it was all over commercials and stuff. So they kind of came on the scene and did a really good remix of a really catchy Dua Lipa song. So I played this one a lot, uh, in the summer and I love the, the, the way that the vocals are sampled on the buildup. It, it works so well and really hits hard. And that drop that that drop really works. So shout out to Kung's. They're killing it. Um, number three on my list, love like that by Cascade and Danny Poppet. Wow. Cascade killed it with this track. One of my favorite singles of the year period. I love the vocals on here. The hook is super catchy and uh, I love the piano uh, that is used on the drop and it's very simple this song and sometimes simple is best um, because you know Cascade really lets the vocals um, of Danny Poppet speak for themselves and kind of layers it with a little bit of bass that really kind of picks up on the drop. And then you get obviously a great piano throughout and a really catchy piano melody, like I mentioned. So really, really into this one. I was bumping this heavy in Mexico, heavy in late February. And that's the thing. A lot of these songs that are higher up on the list came out earlier in the year. And I think that's because vibes were a lot better during those times than obviously now, but you know, whatever it is, what it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, great, great song. And, and, and Cascade, who knew Cascade would, uh, cause I'm not the biggest Cascade fan in the world, but man, that really great track. And, but I do love Cascade. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I didn't think a Cascade song would be this high on my list, uh, in 2020, but you know, um, shout out to Cascade. Number two, number two on my list is Nightcrawler by Duke Dumont and Say Lulu. Holy crap, what a fun pop so- house song by uh, by Duke Dumont. I mean, he killed it with Ocean Drive, which was an incredibly popular song, uh, I think, a couple of years ago. And then um, his album came out this year, uh, and this song is on it, Nightcrawler. And super, super good, super good pop house. I mean, really more on the pop side, I would say, but <clears throat> super catchy, super fun, uh, and... 
not to uh but it isn't i would say it's it's a it's probably the least house song on this list which is strange because it is number two but it definitely has a lot of that house production it definitely has the bpms it definitely has the the hard bass um but yeah i i love the vocals on here so much and the hook is super catchy very very big fan of this one i was bumping this a lot and then number one on my list is all on me by chami and zoo uh, I talked about this early, um, earlier, but uh, I love this track. This is my favorite house song of the year, in my opinion. Um, just, and I think it's because I heard this song in February when I saw Chami. Uh, I'll put the, some of the B-roll up here from the video I took, but uh, I saw Chami in February, and it was a really, really great concert, especially looking back now because it was one of the last concerts I went to. Um, and it was you know, kind of him pro- promoting this this new album year zero that came out and he played this song all on me uh and i saw it and i was as soon as i heard it i'm like this is the chami and zoo song that we had been hearing about because the two had teased about working together and doing music and obviously they had the hard summer set in 2019 which was incredible so i was like i need to see these two do a song together and they finally you know chami had hinted on on social media that he was gonna collaborate with zoo and i'm glad they finally did this because i love both these artists to death i i think they're both so good and, and and the production on here is so heavy and i love the 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 contrast with the hard bass and then it gets into that dun 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 like so good so good and it's so layered and dense and i remember hearing this song in concert and i was like yo this is off the hook so i recorded it and i was like what is this song like it must be an id and it was and here you know in late october it finally comes out and i was like yo this is just how i remembered it Cause I remember listening to it over and over again, like when I had recorded it and I was like, this song is so good. Like I was like, I can't wait for it to come out. And it finally came out and it delivered. It was great. So yeah, I love this song. I love everything from the production to the vocals to the hook. Everything's so catchy and it's everything I wanted from a Chami and Zoo song. So it had to make my number one because of the hype I had around it. I was so excited for this to come out. And uh, now that it is out, it's great. And um, Rebirth was another one I was thinking about putting on this list, but again, that one I had already kind of put Nightcrawler on this list, and I was like, that one's not really a house track either. And, and Monsignor was another one I was going to put on, but you know, this one was at number one. And there was a bunch of other singles that I wanted to put on, and and, and there's a lot of songs on this Chami album that I could have thrown on this list, but I, I was like, I might as well pick one because there's so many other singles from lesser known artists that I think deserve a little bit more attention than Chami because he's at number one, and I've already talked about the album, so. Yeah, uh, but that's my 20 house songs of 2020. Uh, I don't know if I'll do this again. If I get enough views, if people care. If not, I don't know. I like talking about house music. It's a, it's a genre that doesn't get a lot of love on YouTube and on, on the internet, I think. so, And definitely not in podcasts. So I'm kind of tapping into some uncharted waters. I don't know. If you guys like it, let me know. If you don't, you know, don't let me know. Or do, I don't care. But, <laughs> man, um, but yeah, I wanted to thank everybody, though, with this last few minutes i want to thank everybody for 2020 man and and you know big things coming in 2021 i got a lot of people that want to come on um i have some big things in the works um that i don't want to talk about yet but they are materializing and yeah i got a lot of stuff coming so please be on the lookout please be on the lookout uh, and share this with people put this in your uh put this on a twitter thread somewhere where someone's talking about music throw this on there and see if people like it i don't know Post it on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your YouTubes. Uh, you know how it is. Find me on all the social media. Thanks for everything. Thanks for a great 2020, man. I, I, I really had a great time this year. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, it was. I mean, there, but 
think about what you learned. Think about how you grew this year because everybody grew in some way. We all had to face some sort of hardship and, you know, whatever it may be and whatever severity it was, it obviously varies, but, you know, look back on it because this is going to be a year you're never going to forget. You're going to be like, man, we really had to do all that stuff, you know, so, you know, you grow and you learn. So I, I think that's really what I took away from 2020. It was an awesome, crazy year. And the Roaring Twenties, man. I talked about the Roaring Twenties a year ago uh, with Sam Turk and Luis Reed on episode 12. You can check that out. Um, and we talked about the Roaring Twenties. And, and who would have thought the Roaring Twenties would have roared like this? But, man, we're only a year in. So we got plenty of time for this decade to turn around uh, and really become a really prosperous and fun Roaring Twenties. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, thanks Everybody, again, for everything, thanks for a great 2020 and a better 2021. I got more stuff coming down the tubes, so please be on the lookout. I have more lists coming, too. There's some more lists that I'm thinking about doing. Obviously, my top 10 movies of the year will be coming out um, probably, I don't know, probably in the next couple of weeks. There's still some stuff I want to see, but that will be coming out, so do not worry. More top 10 to come. <clears throat> excuse me, more guests to come, more fun to come. Uh, so be on the lookout, man. I got more to come. <laughs> I think I made that clear. But thanks again for everything. Have a great 2021. Uh, oh, yeah, rest in peace to MF Doom, by the way. Rest in peace to a legend. Uh, don't know how I didn't talk about that earlier, but seriously, I will do something with Doom in the future because, you know, Doom is one of my favorites. But rip Doom. Uh Happy 2021. Go Buckeyes. If I don't do uh, an episode before the national championship, my prediction, final score, Buckeyes 35, Alabama 33. That's my final. It's going to be high scoring. Who knows? I could see Bama winning, though. Don't, don't, don't sit here and, and give me crap if Bama ends up winning. I mean, it's, they're probably going to win, but I, wishful thinking, go Buckeyes. Do not think so. So, We'll see what happens. Go Bucks! Uh, and to you Bama fans, look out. We're coming. We're hungry. Justin Fields, he's going to be back. He's going to be thirsty as hell. So, yeah, thanks for everything, guys, though. Like I said, Roaring 20s are off. We are roaring. Things are going to be crazy here this year. I think we're going to have a crazy 2021. Uh, but hopefully a more prosperous one for everybody. So be on the lookout. More stuff coming in the next couple weeks. If I didn't make that clear in the last few minutes, I've been rambling here. But thanks again for watching, guys, and uh, I'll see you on the flip side. Peace and let the beat drop.